Hello, welcome to episode number eight of the Disney Hipster Podcast, a show critiquing the aesthetic choices of the Disney company. My name is Adam, and I write for the Disney Hipster Blog. I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host Andrew. Hello there. Today we're going to be discussing the aesthetic pros and cons of Tomorrowland in both Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom in Florida. jump into today's main topic, we're going to do a merchandise loop. This is the merchandise loop, and we hope you're not duped by the fascinating things that we shop for. So Andrew, have you seen any good merchandise or purchased any new merchandise this week? No, I haven't necessarily purchased anything, but I did spend the better part of this morning playing uh, this game on Facebook, the Animal Kingdom Explorers game. It's, I've never been one to play these stupid Facebook games. I get requests for them all the time and I think they're appalling. And this uh, game kind of falls into that same thing. I know uh, Disney's been getting more and more into interactive media and all this silliness and bought those couple of companies that make Facebook games. But this one sort of piqued my interest in the fact that it was kind of vaguely related to Animal Kingdom. Which is awesome, but I haven't even seen it. What, yeah, what's, it's, what's, what do you do? I don't know. I just got, maybe it's because I'm friends with, maybe it's because I liked the Disney World page or whatever it was. Regardless, it came up on my feed and I clicked on it and I was like, oh, this looks interesting or whatever. And uh, it just comes up and it's more or less, I've, I haven't played it long enough to realize what it's all about, but you start off in like Africa, in... Animal Kingdom, and it's basically a search game. It's kind of like a game for six-year-olds, I guess. Uh But you slowly, over time, you build your savanna with different animals. Over time, you earn these animals, I guess. Do they go into something, or do you just click on them? You, no, you, there's a savanna, like a virtual savanna, and your animals go in there, and I guess you can buy more land. No, not really. Do they make noise? Uh, no, there's background noise. But, I mean, it looks really good, and you go to different parts of the Animal Kingdom Park, uh-huh. You go to like um, Harambe, and you also go to like the train station and things like that. But then later in the game, apparently you also go to Asia and Anandapur and those kind of things, which I thought was just neat that they tied it back to a theme park. Yeah, I'm you surprised. Know? Maybe trying to push Animal Kingdom a little bit. Well, yeah, just having like an interactive game or whatever, and it's those kind of games that you're supposed to invite friends to come play. Sure. So I'm kind of probably not going to play anymore. Is there any social? aspect yeah, inviting people and you can like earn points and buy things and all this it's so you could send me a thing that's like yeah andrew would yes. like you to buy him a zebra right exactly it's very uh it's silly but uh, you know it was fun and it looks it looks good you know and it's uh it, probably good for old ladies who have nothing better to do and you yeah so what did uh you buy this week um so i actually did purchase something this week um and that it's something that I've never kind of knew existed or never thought about existing, but it's totally awesome. Um, vintage Disney sheet music. Yes. So I was um, looking for a birthday present for a friend of mine, um, and I was at this antique store in town and digging through some old prints and magazines, covers, and various things. And in it was a whole bunch of sheet music, some really old sheet music, and I was digging through there and stumbled across um, a couple of pieces of sheet music from like very very vintage Disney sheet music. Yes. So specifically, the one that I ended up purchasing was the one for Melody Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the song "Blue Shadow on the Trail." Yeah, sung by Roy Rogers. Uh huh. In the film. Uh huh. Very good. And uh, I mean, it. It regardless of like 
you know, the song itself, the sheet music is absolutely beautiful. The images on the front, you mean? Yes. Yeah, not the actual print and the Yeah, inside. not the, yeah, the cover. Yeah, so the, the graphic cover design is, is terrific. Yeah, it's just basically really, really great graphic design. And it's almost like equivalent to what you'd expect, like, an, like a cool old Disney, like, uh, film poster or mm. a attraction poster would look like something like that, but you can get them for way less money. The only thing really differentiating it's itself from like a movie poster is the top part. There's a sort of a black bar with the title of the song and the movie it's from and things like that. But I, I think that it's uh it's like pretty beautiful. I would say charming, but I don't want everyone to get yeah. really drunk too early in the show playing the Disney hipsters drinking game. We'll save that for later. Uh, but yeah, but but they're really cool to frame and make into print, which is what we did with it. We yeah. hung in our living room, and it was. I mean, I paid fourteen bucks for it there, which, which was probably actually kind of a rip off. <laughs> no, it's. It, I looked online. It, I looked online, and that seemed about that seemed about right for that one. But uh, subsequently, we bought a couple more. Yeah. Yeah, we bought uh, sort of Dear to My Heart, mm -hmm. uh, and that has all the sheet music in it, which but, is nice. Yeah, that, that just doesn't have the one song; it has several songs. And it's also really nice graphic design ones. Yeah. And what else did you buy? Um, uh, we didn't get the other one yet. No, we did. I, I forget which one I bought, but there you can get them on eBay for relatively inexpensive, and every cover is it's awesome, different, and yeah. and more pretty than the last one. And I think we sort of have a vague idea to mm -hmm. sort of frame all of them and yeah. hang them out. Just a great idea for a vintage Disney print that won't cost you nominal like. Yeah, the prints are just they're just great and they're very colorful and neat. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that was our merchandise loop. Before our preview of Tomorrowland, I'd like to read these few words of dedication. A vista into a world of wondrous ideas, signifying man's achievement, a step into the future with predictions of constructive things to come. Tomorrow offers new frontiers in science, adventure, and ideals. The atomic age, the challenge of outer space, and the hope for a peaceful and unified world. No other land in Disneyland or the Magic Kingdom has been as problematic as Tomorrowland. It is both equally maligned as it is praised, with very few so-so opinions in between. So, like I was saying, this, uh, yeah, this is a big mess, Tomorrowland, basically. It had so much potential when it debuted with Disneyland, and it's gone through more changes than any other land in, in both parks, in Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and it's, it's never really great. Yeah, it's kind of just so very blah. It could be great. It could be. The idea is wonderful. And I think if they had embraced, I know one of the things that people always mention is uh, that they didn't want it to be sort of yesterday land, you know? But mm -hmm. I think they have at, at this point, they would be so wonderful if they would embrace that. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know? they couldn't possibly keep up with keeping it really Tomorrowlandish. Yeah. Or even contemporary. I don't think it's, well, we know how that, yeah, you know, that comes out, out when they try to make something contemporary. It comes out like a big ugly mess uh but i think if they embrace sort of the yesterland idea you know like they have in paris with their beautiful tomorrowland or discovery land or whatever it's called yeah i mean ours is slightly based on that design but yeah yeah it's just not just not done right yeah if they embrace the whole Jules verne steampunk it would just be then it would be awesome I and then you could just leave it how it is the quickest way to do that i think in disney world would be a great paint job and getting rid of the purple. Yeah. I think that would be the quickest thing, turning all the silver into like 
rusted bronze color. But it just needs texture. I mean, it looking look at like all the like the new Fantasyland expansion, the stuff they did with like the Pukyu. Right. And like what they're doing, like I mean, the key is just textures and variability. Yeah, I think we've uh, touched on that before. Yeah. Very, uh, they need texture. I think this Tomorrowland, especially in the Magic Kingdom, their big refurb was in 1994, was just at the peak of sort of plastic phoniness. Yeah. You know, and very uh, one-dimensional and not in a good way. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's kind of the you know basic opinion of the thing. But let's sort of get organized here and going into. Disneyland, you know, maybe we'll start there and sort of work our way around touching upon each of the attractions in Disney World. We have the uh, Astro Orbiter. Yeah, so this... Right when you get at the end of Main Street. This is so weird. Just, you know, visiting Disneyland for the first time. Well, really the second time, but the first time as an adult. And being, after being at, you know, the Magic Kingdom a hundred times. Yeah. Just really, really jarring and weird for Tomorrowland to basically be sitting in the hub. It's it's mind-blowing at first and that was the last land that we visited in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. We sort of worked our way around starting in Adventureland and going into Disneyland it looked, you know, it's right to your, literally right to your right as yeah. you get into the hub, like right on top of you and it looks really cool from that vantage point it does because but, you just see this big like the after order design is pretty cool and it's in the way and there's some like bushes and things but and beyond that it is such a disaster area it, it really it is. is it's embarrassing it is the one one land in disneyland that i can unequivocally say is much better in the magic kingdom yeah and that's not saying much because it's probably my least favorite land in the magic kingdom so that's really yeah, not saying too much it's really like Ugh, it's just barely better. So the Astro Orbiter, of course, there's not much to speak of as far as the differences between the two. They look relatively the same. I would definitely give Magic Kingdom the win. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they look similar. Um, obviously, Magic Kingdom's being elevated like that makes it way cooler. And one of the things missing... And way more frightening. One of the things missing from the Disneyland one is the planets. Yeah. That spin, I don't think they have that at Disneyland, and if they do, it's not nearly as visible. Yeah, I didn't Because it's not elevated. That X is a wonderful weenie in Tomorrowland, and mm -hmm. a weenie doesn't work really well if it's in the very beginning. Because yes. it's nothing to draw you in, yeah. you know? You're like, oh, I see this thing, and then the rest of it kind of looks like cock-a-doo-doo, so I'm not going to walk beyond it. Yeah. They don't even have Space Mountain at the end of a corridor beckoning you, and it's off to the right, and it's not yeah, really it's, at the end. It's just... Well, comparing the two, I, theirs, well, Disneyland is very cramped. It's, it's. I mean, ours is even could be a little cramped. It's but cramped, theirs is and there's no, cramped. there's no rhyme or reason. Yes, it's not a good cramp. Like, no. like Adventureland is cramped in a really wonderful way, and yeah. that is cramped in a really horrible way. Yeah, it's. Uh, there's like no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's, it's, like I said, a disaster. Um, Seemingly, the centerpiece is really the Interventions building at the end, which isn't even anything to look at. And it's a huge building, that Interventions building. Mm -hmm. It is big, but it's there's nothing appealing about it. Mm -hmm. Like, there is... Space Mountain is beautiful, lovely, great design. I like it in both in both parks, of course. But um, it acts as a great sort of backdrop for the whole land in mm -hmm. the Magic Kingdom, but in Disneyland you you don't really see it at all. Yeah. It's it's so hidden. I mm -hmm. I honestly we were there for a whole week and every time we rode it, maybe six times, six or seven times, I had trouble finding the entrance each time because it's so hidden. It's weird. So how do you feel like walking up the corridor? So essentially, you know, we both both of them have that main corridor 
yeah. kind of left and right thing going on. I don't really like it in either case. See, I think <laughs> I think that's I, one of the I worst things do, about Tomorrow. I like the layout very much of the Magic Kingdom. So that main corridor, especially because you walk over that bridge. Yeah, I like the bridge a lot. Yeah. The bridge in the Magic Kingdom it's is wonderful. Great. It acts as a terrific transition. I like the that, archway. And the archway, I was yeah. going to say, is just perfect. And a good, I, a I good tip, really too. Like just, just a side note. If you get... They always have that PhotoPass member mm. in the oh, Magic yeah. Kingdom on the bridge facing the castle taking pictures. If you can, you can just ask them to spin around and take a picture of you in front of the Tomorrowland sign. That's right. Which is much cool. Yeah, it's much better. I like it a lot. Um, there's a couple attractions, especially as your first entry in Disneyland, that are not in the Magic Kingdom. They are uh, Captain EO, for instance, and Star Tours, which are both attractions in Disney World, but not in the Magic Kingdom. And I think that they're incredibly uncomfortable and weird and kind of smushed into that it's not, area. It's not even that, but like the, just again, going up that quarter, even in both places, it's like the, des the there is no design. It's basically like storefront. Like it's like, right. oh, we'll just put a sign up front and that's where the attraction is. Right. And, and like why they don't have like show covers, like each building should be unique and right. have something going on. It shouldn't be this like long stretch of just they seem very. They seem very out of place to me, especially... They just tossed them in. They just, basically everything looks tossed in, in both, both lands, in both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. Yeah, the Magic Kingdom one just seems, I think, even though the wider. attractions aren't necessarily better, and there's equal amount of attractions in both parks, mm -hmm. I think very close, if not equal. They There just seems like there's so much more to do in the Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I like the, the TTA track. And, you know, it's obviously nice that it's running the Magic Kingdom, and but the way it's situated is nice. Well, let's talk about that for a second, and, because the track is still in Disneyland. It's been closed but since... But that's exactly my point. It it's looks been closed since the 90s. Right, but it looks like it's closed. Yes. Like, they don't even do a good job covering it up. Well, yeah, it looks like a deserted area of the park. It, yeah. it looks horrible. And I can imagine, cause the neat thing about their old people movers, that it ran directly above the corridor, yeah. which if that was still running today would just look so terrific. Mm -hmm. You know, again, adding to that kinetic field of the, make any sense. of the area, that would just be amazing. I just can't believe, you know, when, in Magic Kingdom, when things fall by the wayside, it's never shocking because there's so much space that they could, you know, stick something somewhere else, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But when Disneyland, where, you know, you have two parks, you're trying to draw people in, give them stuff to do. I don't see, I just don't see the point of being yeah. closed. Like no, it's, it's not even that. I just can't believe that Tomorrowland is that run down and like the attractions in it it's are It's like that a weak. junk, it's a junkyard. Yeah, it, it really is. looks like a junkyard. And it's just weird when space is so valuable that you would leave stuff up that you don't really use. Yeah, it's, it's just horrible. The only thing that it's adding to the park right now is shade, you know, and that's about it. But you don't even need it there. The, um, so the, how about Star Tours? The queue here is uh, relatively the same as in... Hollywood Studios. I think the Hollywood Studios one might actually win. Might be a little bit better. Mm. Uh, yeah, relatively the exact same. Same with Captain EO, even though we didn't go... This is one of the few attractions we didn't go on in Disneyland. I didn't see the point. And I've heard such bad negative things about the bouncing floor, even though maybe that would put put you to sleep. That would be great. Yeah, but I mean, the, the weird thing about Captain EO is that the place where it's located is, again, off to the side, near the entrance of Space Mountain, just sort of smushed in there. Yeah, and again, it looks like you're walking into like a weird shopping mall. Yes, the whole thing looks like a shopping mall. It's, it's horrible. It really is. It looks like a shopping mall in Staten Island. It's a shopping mall tomorrow. Yeah, I guess. Um, so, I then... Mean, yeah. 
So yeah, there's not much to say about those two attractions. Everyone's been on them, whether they're in Epcot or the studios or in Disneyland. Hmm. They just, to me personally, they don't feel like they fit in the Magic Kingdom or in Tomorrowland especially. Another one of those attractions that I kind of think is weird, you know, being in the land that it is, even though it's a phenomenal attraction, is the Finding Nemo Submarines, which is technically in Tomorrowland, even though it doesn't make tons of sense. Maybe when, if you sort of Jules burned it up, yeah, I don't, you know, then I, it would have been, then it would have made more sense when it originally debuted and it was still the 20,000 leagues, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely like, like, I don't know. I like the attraction a lot. Yeah. But it's, I, I just wish it was 20,000 leagues. Well, everyone does. Everyone wishes that, but that's not what it is. They, we're talking about this attraction, do you? Yeah, I know, but, sort of but like I mean, I do journey. like it. It's definitely mm -hmm. fun. It's neat to sort of climb down dangerously into the submarine. It um, seems like the type of attraction, and I know you've said this before, that they would never in a million years build now, today. Never, never. It's, between it's capacity so slow loading. And this, it just seems like, like it seems like the Magic Kingdom, everything is as easily loadable as mm. possible without people like being able to hurt themselves or climb upstairs this, or do I, anything. I'm a totally nimble young man yeah. and I could easily hurt myself on this thing. Yeah, like I, I imagine people slide down the stairs all the time. All the time. All the time. And it, it is a beautiful attraction and it uh, I, I've said it before, there's just so much movement in Disneyland and this just adds another level of movement, you mm. know, on top of the submarines moving so slowly through the lagoon then you have the monorail moving over it you have the matterhorn yeah. right there that whole area is, is actually beautiful that's the nicest part of tomorrow that's sort by of, far that sort of back area between Fantasyland and tomorrowland sort of behind the matterhorn is terrific mm. it's just swell and if you're riding on the monorail that adds some really beautiful exactly. views and then it's intertwined with autopia yeah exactly and then autopia is moving without that that sort of back area is and great. it definitely makes autopia slightly more appealing it does. Than TTA. It does. More than not, Speedway. Yeah, not, I'm not, sorry. Not I'm, TTA. I'm drunk. The, uh, the, really the Speedway kind of sucks at the Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So I think Disneyland definitely comes out on top there as far as Autopia. And that's not saying much because it's still... I know it's a classic ride that debuted with the park. And yeah, I, I think they should both get scrapped. There's I think so. so strong rumors that they're going to be doing a um, very Cars kind of... I've never, heard, I've never thing. heard that. It's, it's, I've never heard that. I think that they should definitely, more so in the Magic Kingdom, they should get rid of it because that's a very valuable piece of property. Both parks. No, I kind of. I mean, know it looks should... it looks better aesthetically in Disneyland. A thousand, like by a hundred. Like, yeah, but it's still know. not great. It's, it's not great, but it's it it looks nice it's the way just, it's like it's just as boring. It. No, but the boring. attraction is definitely stupid and a waste of time. Yeah, even it, though kids like it. But it and is. the whole That's... gasoline thing is really gross. I don't know mm -hmm. why they can't get sort of electric vehicles or something like that. It's sort of antiquated in a bad way. Yeah. You know? That's something that's vintage. Normally vintage things we love, that is not one of them. No, it's it's just not great. I know it has a lot of history. And it drives really stupidly. Like, what's up with the Swervy, like why you can't steer it straight. That's why it's designed. That's a whole other, a whole other story. Like what do kids think when they drive it? They're like, oh my god. They must think driving is so hard. I know, do they think their parents are brilliant because <laughs> they could drive a car? <laughs> Maybe they do. Is that the idea? I don't know. But the t the um, Tomorrowland Speedway is just god awful. Yeah. Like it's dirty, it's grimy. It's just the worst. The the queue, whatever that thing is, those bleachers, it's so concrete and worst. disgusting. And, and it takes up so much space. You could build 
a beautiful dark ride or two uh-huh. in that area, you could build a nice e-ticket in that area. Okay. It's huge. I mean, it, that is the one attraction in the Magic Kingdom, I could say, would fit in beautifully in a really cheap, crappy, like, Six Flags or something. Yeah, it would go great in Six Flags. Like, it just does not belong there. It is not of Disney quality. So, beyond that, okay, we've talked, you know, some smack about some things. Let's talk about, for a second, Space Mountain, because we both really enjoy that attraction in both parks. Yes. And each... Each one, design-wise, I'm not going to actually talk about that on-ride experience, maybe just, a, just yet, mention, but... but beforehand, like the queue and things, both of them kind of have a lot going on, mm-hmm. uh, and both are good, both are great. It's, I mean, starting from the outside, our building, is, Magic Kingdom's building, is, is, I mean, they're obviously similar, but ours is epic. nicer in terms of how it's situated yes. and how you see it and how you could see it coming into the park. Again, it adds a beautiful white backdrop for the whole land, which I just mm-hmm. think is terrific. And what a like a standout landmark attraction, you know? How gorgeous, everybody knows that building, everybody. But what's really weird in the Disneyland version, I mean, there's many weird things about it, but the fact that you like walk up to that weird second floor that's like this big open space that they don't use, like again, more wasted space in, in Disneyland it's, seems it's really so weird. weird. Um, and then that totally blocks the building. Like yeah. I don't know why all that's there. You can't see their building, which is unfortunate. That's, yeah, that's like why the did they even build it? <laughs> then uh, the queue, as far as the queue goes, each one kind of has its own thing going on. Yeah. They're, they're both very charming. The one at Disneyland, which I'm sure has been, you know, refurbished since, uh, when did that come out? In 77, I mm. think? Sometime around there. I'm sure it's been redone since, but it's very tight and compact. You feel like uh-huh. you're in that movie, the Alien movie? Yeah. It's, it's, it's very like compact. It's like a cheerier version. And it's kind of neat. And their, their background... They don't have really background music. It's more like background noise. Uh-huh. And you feel like there's machines everywhere. Yeah. And or well, almost like an engine, like a spaceship. Yeah, I feel like you're in a... It's more like silly spaceship. Yeah. In a weird way. Like, like it's much less serious than the Magic Kingdom version. Right. And the Magic Kingdom... Well, the Magic Kingdom Because it's, more, it's more silly and, and crooked and weird and... See, I think the Magic Kingdom one is corny and goofy at the same time. The queue isn't so much to speak of, but it really has a wonderful feel to it. Yeah, but when you walk in, it, you, it feels like nothing else. Like the cold like air the that hits you after you go down the stairs and, and start that, to go through the tunnel. And you hear that the star tunnel, music. Yeah, oh. the, the music in the star tunnel and the star tunnel itself is amazing. Like, yeah. I wish they didn't put those interactive elements in it because they kind of just take away from I don't it. Lo- I don't love them. We we rarely, w- I've never never played them, and also rarely do we go through the standby line. Yeah. We I mean, pretty much I like, I mean, I do, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who hate on interactive cues. If they're done right, but I don't know why that couldn't have been integrated less abrasively and crappier. Like the, the video games themselves are just crappy. I just think it's meant like to entertain could, young kids who are going to complain. I know. And the thing they is, they couldn't think of something better. Come on, you're Disney World. It's it's not it's not great. I don't. It doesn't really bother me for some reason. It could be bad. Maybe it's because I never have to interact with it. You That's know, just like I've never. I didn't yeah. even realize there were games in Soren really because we've never uh, waited. No, I've never. never waited in the stand line. Never standby line for we've that. We've walked one. through a bunch of tries. So yes. They're not even on because yeah. it's like worked out. Now, I uh, I was gonna say let's talk for just a second about the ride itself. I think I mean this goes without saying for probably everyone, but the Disneyland, Disneyland one just kills the Magic Kingdom ride. Yeah, the, the Magic Kingdom one is definitely just hurts. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it really beats bad. the crap out of yeah. you. It's, um the onboard or audio in Disneyland is just way cool. It's that beautiful Michael Giacchino score that is so 
fitting to that attraction. It just makes it feel like a whole another ride. Then you have that weird launch tunnel thing. Yeah. Oh, there's like yeah, That's there's cool. two. It just sets you of, off, yes. right? I don't know. It's just great. And the and it's weird about the Disney World is like the right side is just way rougher than the left yeah. side. Regard regardless, the the one in Disneyland, the first time if you've never been on it, the first time you go on it, you will be stunned at how you do not get shaken up. Yeah. Number one. Number two, uh, it feels like a much faster attraction yeah. in general. The music is so out of this world good. It's it should be utilized, I think, a lot more. It's just great. It should be played as background music in Tomorrowland. I think that would be just terrific. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, when they say it's better, are usually talking about the track, which is definitely true, because it's smoother. Yeah. Um, but it's really the whole the whole thing is just, it just it's, it just works better. You know what I like better in, it's more in the Magic Kingdom on is the initial descent, where you see the, the space guys. I do so enjoy that. I love that. That's but that's what I mean. It's it's just different. It has like a totally different feel. It's a different. But once you drop the into this in the in the star field in the Magic yeah. Kingdom, it, I mean it's awesome. But it's just like it loses something. Like the effect is lost in a way. Like I now I just feel like I'm on a roller coaster in the dark. We're in Disneyland. It feels more like something. Three things that I like more in the Magic Kingdom attraction: the space guys, like I said. Uh -huh. I also like that video in the queue when you're coming by and you see the kids from the 70s riding in the space uh -huh. jet. I love that and they should never get rid of it. Uh -huh. It In a million years, that should still be there. And then I also like the space cookie. The chocolate chip cookie. Yes, that flies around on the ceiling okay. along with all the stars. That's the best part. And the TTA coaster. I, I do love that. I would say that as far as the TTA is concerned, that might be my favorite minute and a half. Uh-huh. I just think it's... We'll talk about the TTA. I think it's phenomenal. Let's talk about the TTA right now in the Magic Kingdom. We're moving on from Space Mountain. Well, no, let's start with the TTA in Disneyland. Oh, wait. It doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Um, that is, I think, yeah. above anything else. It, it, it's a travesty. If, if the Magic Kingdom has one thing going for it, it's the inclusion of this attraction and also the Carousel of Progress, which we'll also get to. But the TTA adds so much to this land. It's an attraction that you never have to wait on. You know, you wait on. on. You well, you get on it. You do not have to. <laughs> you don't have to wait for it. You don't have to wait for it. It's just so terrific. This is oftentimes uh, our first and last attraction of the day in the Magic Kingdom. You know, if we're not rope dropping it, it's the best. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely talked about this before in and, previous and you know what? episodes. Kids, kids love this attraction. Yeah, and it's that is the weirdest thing to me. Like how I think your well, our nephew and our niece mm -hmm. who've never met each other. <laughs> from opposite sides of the family. They, uh, about the same age, like what, four or five, mm -hmm. just love it. Yeah, it's, and it's very weird. calming to them, I yeah. think. Except for the, the, the blackness part, they don't like that so much. Yeah, I don't think they, I don't even think they but like it. They just close their eyes and they're fine. But, but you have a lot of wonderful things, you have, you know, the-, the I, I do miss the old, the old audio. Yeah, the audio From a couple years ago, I don't like the new one. It's growing on me a little bit. I don't hate it as much. That's not great. I don't like the character talking. Like, Mickey Mouse doesn't need to talk in Star Traders yeah. or whatever that, that is. And then S Stitch and this and that. It's yeah. too much. It's just like, I don't know. I've said before, but it's kind of just like people watching, but an attraction at the same time. And then yeah. with bits of, I don't know. See, I know that you're allowed to write on this one multiple times without getting off, but we've, we've never done that. No. I don't know why. I always just kind of get feel the need to get off, and then yeah, one time around is enough. It do is. Other stuff it's, and then go back. It, it's a, it's an attraction that we go on several times every trip because it's sort of refilling my Tomorrowland reservoir. 
you know, mm -hmm. that I need to like, if I'm sitting around our house, you know, four months later, and I kind of can close my eyes and put myself back on the TTA, that's a wonderful moment. Yeah, and it's it's really about, it's feeling, like it just feels right. Yeah, it does feel right. When you're uh, what doesn't feel right is the bastardized version of the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty shameful that they hacked it into pieces. You know what, and it used to get me really excited until I saw the video clip of the full-size, beautiful, original working model with all the little cars mm -hmm. and everything. How amazing is that model? And but, now this, this one, this little crappy version. Yeah, and like I don't get it because it was above, it used to be above the Carousel Progress, right? Correct. Like why not just leave it? Well, it was above the Carousel of Progress in Disneyland. And we don't have the second floor. And we don't have the second floor. Why didn't they just build the second floor and move the whole thing? I don't know. Wouldn't that be terrific if that was an attraction in and of itself? Yeah. If yeah. You, yeah. It's, it's just really sad. You can see some good pictures I'm of glad it. that there's part of it, of course, because I do like the idea of that being sort of a little showcase, you know, of a few things on the TTA, but I, I don't know why it's not a, an attraction of itself. Including like some like Epcot history, that would be that would be swell. Yeah, if they had that, it's something that should be in in one man's dream or something. Y yeah, not even. I think there should be a a whole attraction in Tomorrowland. Maybe. It's something where you could really see it because you breeze by this like beat up version that's like show lit yeah. enough to look okay, but is not great by any means. Yeah, exactly. It's it's frustrating. That that little part is frustrating. But um, you continue along on it and see. You know, I like the the woman getting her hair done. I love that the space part. woman. Do you know what that's that is that from anything? I don't think it is. Or is it just something? They I threw just in think there? it's some cute little thing that they threw in. I, I like, like that thing. I like the little scene they added to space. Yeah, I mean the old ones were good too, so it's not anything too. So let's uh, crazy, let's but... move on from the TTA because I'll just get frustrated thinking about it, even though I love it. I love it very much. There's another shared attraction here in both parks. That's uh, Buzz Lightyear. Mm -hmm. You know, relatively the same attraction, except for one you can take the gun off. Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin versus Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blaster. Astro Blasters. Which is, yeah, I mean, neither here nor there. It's a, I like this attraction quite a bit. You don't like it as much. I know that. Um, yeah, it's boring. It's inaccurate. It, it like, the idea that they're going for, like the simple kitty, it should be more vintage than mm -hmm. it is. Like why it's so brightly colored, we it should say, be more We muted. could say that about everything though. Yeah, but this is like, this is key, like, they should take a cue from Dinoland. They could, but they're not going to. Because, <laughs> but that's what it should be like. Because Buzz Lightyear is shiny and new, and those are his colors. Purple and bright green. You know what I mean? I know, it's just, I don't know. Like he's, a, the idea of him is shiny and new. Yeah. You know, it always has They done. should change it to a woody version. No, that, then it wouldn't fit in the land. Silly. Okay. Then it wouldn't fit in the land. So I, I'm a sure. big fan of it. I like the bright colors. I think it's tons of fun. I like to loop this one, actually. I think it's pretty swell. Yeah, I don't like it. I like it quite a bit. So it makes my we're, hand not gonna, hurt. we're not going to talk too much about it. No, this does not make your hand hurt like Midway Mania no, does. No, no, that's true. This, is, a, this like is like a joy ride compared to that. But the, but the Disneyland version, just quick, is definitely, I think, a little bit more entertaining with the guns being able to... Removed. And yeah, I could, I could go. I could go. It just way. makes it a little easier. You don't really need to like move your car again, too much, which is a pain in the butt. And again, the setup of theirs is just horrible, and the yeah. setup of, of the Magic Kingdom one is much better, much um, better situated. And I like that Buzz Lightyear is a pretty much a permanent meet and greet. The queue's kind of the queue. The queue is just whatever in both. It's it's not that great either one. Yeah. Now there are 
or we haven't mentioned uh, the couple of attractions that are in the Magic Kingdom that aren't in Disneyland. Really quickly, those are uh, Stitch's Great Escape, the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, a.k.a. MILF, and Carousel of Progress. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that Stitch gets a lot of yeah. garbage, and I don't think it's as warranted as most people say. Alien Encounter was pretty awesome. Yeah, and but... This is, this is like... I don't know. I mean, it's the animatronic is pretty awesome. Stitch and, and, the, not, and the intro was really fun. The the yeah the, the pre-show and sort of the alien scene. I think he steals donuts or something. Yeah. I think that that alien is just terrific. Yeah, I mean, there's there's something just a little bit boring about it. Like it, it's not so much it's boring once you're in there. Yeah, there's always something that's like, oh, I don't want to go on it, and I don't know you what know that what? is. I could skip the whole lights out. I think part. it's the cue. I think no, it's not even that. I think it's more like. That cue beforehand, where like you wait outside with the, lot, with the video. It's like the it's the four cue thing that bugs me. It's like yes. you wait outside. Well, that's a that's a capacity attack. Oh, right, but it's annoying. You wait online, then you go in, and then you wait in another room, and then you watch that cartoon. Because if there is in the line, I would rather just go in and do the third part. Of course. Then you have the third part, which is really the start of the show, in my opinion. Yes. And it's great. Probably the best part. Probably the best part of the show. Yeah. Like the animatronics in there are great. Yeah, they're they're terrific. Yeah, the donut. The donut now the. I, I do think that the big problem with this show is that they sort of forget the lovable part of Stitch that people really like. You know, at the end when he ends up being a good guy, you know, the whole Ohana sort of Stitch. They focus on the bad Stitch from the beginning of the movie. He's not even. And he's that's, a different character. And that's not what people like at all. And he's just kind of a jerk. And nobody really likes him. Well, he, he's... Because I don't mind it, and I actually think that movie is really great. No, in the film, he is a different character than he is in the parks. In the Please. parks, in, in the film, he's sweet. He's like, he's kind of annoying and, and crude and a little bit naughty, but also really sweet. Yeah. Like, a, you know, where in the parks, he's just crude and annoying. Yeah, I don't think anybody... It's a different character, and it's like that with a lot really of characters. Likes him. I only think the only reason they sort of continue this is because they push it so hard on kids, and kids are sort of like brainwashed into thinking they like him. And he's not even that bad. I actually like his meet and greet at the water park. Yeah. And, uh... He just should be like he is in the film and not... Like yeah, they should the make a situation where he's sort of saving the universe. Yeah. Like, that would be great mm -hmm. if they sort of revamp that. And I don't think this attraction has a long shelf life, you know, I give it another couple years before they really consider changing it. And that would be, I think that would be for the better. Yeah. I think I, it wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't be sad to see it go, but it's still pretty neat. It's better than a lot of other stuff that's around. Well, then the other thing, of course, I know that this is another one. I feel like you kind of just hate Tomorrowland. The Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we, we hardly go on I this anymore. I had fun with it twice the, again this is a cue thing that cue is so annoying yeah like there's a lot of times annoying. where you don't get in the theater like well, the, the way it like loads in half the theater like there was a huge line but only half the theater gets full before the show needs to start and then yeah. like i just don't well, this is one of the, this is one of the situations where there, it's a needless wait but there is a hundred percent chance that you will wait for at least one show to run yeah. Okay, and th that's just the way it's set up, is that there's no way that you're not going to wait for it, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. And it's the same with PhilharMagic. Yeah, but you if know? you miss, but and this has a, that, it not, I mean, PhilharMagic, again, just has two cues, which is how they should be, which is why it's much more tolerable. But this, like Stitch, 
Well, not that. No, this four. has two. This is three. No. You wait on the long switchback line. And then you get in Then the room. you go in that other room. And then? And then they play the video. But that's the same room. It's yeah, the same room. But yeah, no, they cut people off two. and they cut people off for the amount of people that could fit in the theater. Yes. But which means that you sit in the windy queue part. For at least then one you sit, show. Yeah, and no, no matter what, they're gonna make you watch that video beforehand. Yes. No matter how much it isn't busy, and then go in and watch the show itself. So anyway, you you always have to wait. If this was a walk-on attraction that you can sort of backdoor into, I think we would, would probably do, do it do it more often. And it's it's it is really a, funny. It's a lot of fun. The technology is really cool, especially the first couple times, and kids get a well, kick out of it. I mean, the design of the inside is great. And I, they do a I great like job the, of building like the monsters. I like the, the interactive element of it. That's always fun, especially if you get to be one of the people in the show, like I have several times. That's always lots of fun. The posters are all fun, and the queue walking. Yeah, I think, again, it does suffer from the lack of texture. You know, the whole yeah. thing does. I think what Tomorrowland could really use is a good coat of rust. You know, I really think so. I think that would just no, be someone great. should just go to Home Depot and buy that. And like, also, buy that rock spray paint. And no, don't, well, don't do that. Don't do that. But Tomorrowland is just such a jumble of ideas. There's different colors. There, out of nowhere, there's that big rolly ball thing, the big marble that you roll around, which I think is great. But why is it there? There's the cool down port where no, they spray that, you with water. That rocket. There's what rocket in Disneyland? No, Disney World. What rocket? There's that red rocket thing that they sell soda underneath. Oh yes, that thing. Yes, that that's the cool port thing. That, that thing I'm actually is really neat, but well, it's just I, weird. You have the 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 palm the trees, palm trees which, which are awesome. That's the one look, one thing I like. They look good, but there are a lot of them, yeah. and it's just adding to the mess. Then you have that sort of uh, Buzz Lightyear alien kiosk thing. There's just a lot going on here. On top of the queue that's right out in the middle of it for the Astro Orbiter, it's just so much going on. I kind of think it takes away from the value of it. Mm -hmm. Now, before we really sort of go off on a tangent and sort of wrap this up, there's another attraction in the Magic Kingdom that we didn't talk about, and that's the Carousel of Progress, which we have talked about at length on the show before. Love it. Love it. I don't think it could get any better. The best part of the Magic Kingdom. I, I no, wouldn't kidding. say that. The best part of Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom. Is I really think this I is the, the, the most entertaining and more bang for your proverbial buck is Carousel of Progress. Yeah. You know? And uh, if you want to get your shot glasses ready, I think this one is incredibly charming. It is. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Um, <sighs> do we forget anything? Oh, we, um, you do have the, uh, you have a railroad station in, in Disneyland. And a monorail. And a monorail station. Yeah. And we talked about the monorail yeah, station. Yeah, I'm going to leave those on the outskirts. But that's weird. Um, I think it's very weird. One thing I would like to mention is that the, the background music for Tomorrowland is one of the most listenable background music loops it for is. sure. It's great. I don't think it by any means it would end up on my top of list. Yeah. But it's very listenable. And it's really long. I, I want to say it's an hour, maybe an hour and a half long. Mm -hmm. Very long. And terrific. I love how they sort of weave the uh, old Sherman Brothers songs from Tomorrowland in and out of it. Even mm -hmm. uh, Buzz's songs from Toy Story. And that's very interesting. Yeah. But the problem is that in Disneyland, it's very quiet to where, to where you can't even hear it at some point. And it's so prominent in the Magic Kingdom, which is great, mm. which is really great. But again, they sort of weave the, you know, um, now is the time, that sort of song, mm. you know, from the old Carousel of Progress, which is great, and Buzz Lightyear song, and even the Delta Dream Flight mm. 
song, which is an old attraction. The, the song you just sung too, like it has that weird electronic version of it. Well, that's what I'm saying is they weave, they weave, they weave all those songs into a sort of Tomorrowlandy sounding instrumental versions, which is but the, and the, great. the way the versions are done is just great. Yeah, really, it really, really it's great. It's the one part that really feels like a like futuristic versions of things. And there's a, and it's so uh, wonderful to be able to walk around Tomorrowland at night with that music playing. This is one of the lands that really lends itself to nighttime. Mm -hmm. They all do, of course, but this one looks better at night, much, much better than it does during the day. Mm -hmm. I think all the neon and everything is. Oh yeah, yeah, just, that's just terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also have um, a couple of little things like restaurants. Yeah, and um, and there's it's not much to speak of. They're both pretty well. The food options in both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland are both pretty. Better. Lame, very lame. Um, yeah, but the only thing is that we've talked about before, like Cosmic Rays and uh, Red Rocket Pizza Port are kind of crappily designed and have bad food. But um, but we do have Sunny Eclipse. Yeah. We don't have to say anything more than that. Yeah, we have Sunny Eclipse in the Magic Kingdom, and that is the most. That sort of bumps up our food options alone, just yeah. the fact that Sunny is there. So, but we never actually get any food from there. We just get Sundays from over in Fantasyland, and then we bring them in there and eat them and watch Sunny Eclipse. Yeah. We again, we'll probably. I mean, we've alluded to it, but we, you know, we'll do a show about Sunny Eclipse one day. And now the shops are okay. The shops aren't great. What's the store where we trade Bonham Nation? Um, at? Merchant of Venus. Merchant of Venus. That's a and good that, store. I really like. That's probably the funnest place to trade vinyls in that whole park. You know, there's a, there's a pretty decent store in Disneyland. The big the big one outside of Star Tours. Yeah, but it was like it was like really trashy. Like when we tried to trade vinyls, they were just like thrown inside like Star oh. Trek this like Star Wars toy. That's right. It was like the, was the, the toy of the, what the... The Star Speeder 2000 yeah, or whatever it is. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, the, the that, shopping the, isn't, isn't very great. Tomorrowland, it definitely, has, it definitely has its problems. I think something that would help this a lot would be the inclusion of a sit-down restaurant. Would be great. I can't believe that there's not in either one. Yeah, I, yeah. You know? Now that would be a great thing to have on top of Carousel of Progress if they added a second story. Yeah. Overall, I think, I mean, I definitely like the Magic Kingdom version better. What do you think, well, speaking of overalls, what do you think would be a few things to get this back on track, you know? I like, think... say say you got rid of some attractions, added some new ideas, what, yeah. like, what would you do? What, I what would, I would raise, well, in both of the parks, I would raise the buildings on the left and the right for that, like, You'd walk flat, out. You'd flatten I'd just flatten them. Even if you were going to keep the attractions like flatten the walls, build individual show buildings. Well, like, well, not show buildings, facade buildings or facades for everything. Mm -hmm. Like, very, very, very individual. Like you would have in, you know, Adventureland or have in. Now, see, does that, scream, does that scream the future to you? But, it, but it, you cannot scream. It, it has to feel like what you think the future should feel like, but not actually feel like what the future is going to be like. Yeah. Like that's what they need to accomplish so that way they can leave it alone. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Because they could the do multiple they could do multiple things. Like it doesn't have to be like right now they're try, it's one land they try to make completely cohesive from the, the front to the can, back and then it yeah. just ends up not working at all. Like by painting it all the same color and that kind of thing. Yeah. If they were like more like you could do them in different styles and make it move towards sort the of like a back this of the is park. sort of like faux cohesion right now when yeah. it really 
It just needs to be actually more organic. And not just like of, signs. It's like a flat building with like, oh, right. here's Stitch, here's MILF. Here's... Well, right now that's exactly what it is. It's it's a flat building, no definition of of uh, different attractions yeah. other than a very, very bad signs. And actually, like, the Stitch sign is just horrible. And not just flat paint. Like, you need stuff, murals. Like, why well, are they beautiful murals? They used to in Disneyland. I know. The Mary Blair murals, and those are um, gone now. And that's the Magic Kingdom. In Disneyland, aside from doing that, I would probably do that to everything. And then clear out a lot of the space, like clear out the space in front of, like get rid of the theater that Captain Neo is and get rid of that double thing so you could see Space Mountain. Yeah. Stuff like that. That just open up the space a little bit. You're not really using it anyway. So what's the difference? If if I could really change a few things here, I wouldn't, I would not flatten the buildings. Like you said, get rid of the buildings. I would actually keep them pretty much as is. I like the idea of, of that long corridor there. I would, if anything, I'd make it more sleek. Mm -hmm. I would do uh, more of a brushed aluminum look, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, again, it would be really neat if they incorporated some, like, bronze divots, mm -hmm. you know? Sort of giant screws, mm -hmm. like bronze screws. That would be just phenomenal. And, but then I would uh, probably get rid of MILF quickly, you know, Monsters oh, Eat Flat Floor. I would, I, would gut, I would gut that, and you know what I would make it? I would make it a Meet the Robinsons movie-based attraction mm -hmm. where you go into the future. Yeah. I think that would be really terrific. I love Meet the Robinsons. It's a vastly underrated uh, movie, for sure. It's one of my favorites. And that would be really great. I think they were just grooming that movie to be in Tomorrowland, and then for some reason or another, and it did make money, but for some reason or another, it didn't catch on. And I think that would be really, really great if they could do that. I would get rid of MILF over Stitch any day, I think. Mm. You know, when, and if you'd asked me a couple years ago, I would have said the opposite. Uh, I would also get rid of all the jumble. You know, I'd make that more of a, uh, I would get rid of the Stitch stage. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. We didn't yeah. even mention that in the jumble of mess. I'd get rid of the Stitch stage. I'd get rid of the palm trees. I'd get rid of the giant marble. And I'd get rid of the kiosks, mm -hmm. you know? And it would sort of clear up that promenade. Yeah, it's just too much crap. And yeah. you know what else I would do? I'd also make sure there was a sit-down restaurant, a Jules Verne-themed restaurant, including, like, a little museum to the side mm -hmm. with sort of like Nautilus models and things like that. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could do cool stuff. I would definitely put 20,000 million in if I could. <laughs> or, or, oh gosh, I'm taking this back. I would also knock down Stitch and I would make that circular room mm -hmm. a stage for Sunny Eclipse and he could have his own show. He should have his own show. That would be they great. Should just, they should just really like, I mean, if it was up to me, I would just scrap all the attractions in the two buildings to the left and right in both parks. They're both, they're all crappy. Yeah, they're not great. They're um, really and I would do something with uh, Disneyland's Astro Orbiter because that just hurts. Yeah, they, it's, oh, this, just, it's, it's like the rockets are just weird. And it's just not crazy. But um, I mean, if they were gonna keep the general shape, but just like strip everything or replace it, my something they could probably pull off, and they have like they, they understand the design to do it. And if they wanted to make it more futuristic and what people nowadays think of futuristic, I would shoot for like the the new Tron film. Like, not saying to if Tron they're it. going to, right. Yeah, if, but if, if you could make the land, which they could probably pull off, like, just make it look kind of like that, like, put, like, right. like light strips, like, in the ground and, because and that the buildings even, that and make it really look, flat. That doesn't yeah. even look futuristic. That looks fun and whimsical, but, but could, sort of 80s yeah. futuristic, which is terrific. But you could probably round a lot of the surfaces, and there's probably some cheap technology that you could spray plastic on everything. <laughs> like, right. like, colored plastic that make it really smooth and... You can make it work from that point of view, like kind of make it look like a giant MacBook. I see. I think. Well, yes. If they're gonna actually try to make it look futuristic, I think that's great. But again, yeah. I want them to embrace the Yesterland idea. And yeah, well, they I were on the right track. They were just referencing 
uh, referencing Jules Verne everywhere in the 90s, especially yeah. when Disneyland Paris was really mm-hmm. starting to come into its own. And then also the 94 Reefer Bavar Magic Kingdom Tomorrowland just referenced it up the wazoo, especially with like Timekeeper in those times. Mm-hmm. You know, he took, you know, Jules Verne is in that attraction. Um, they were on the right path and then somehow they got off of it and it just never came to fruition. Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely next on, they gotta be on the docket team. Yeah, Tomorrowland's at Tomorrowland, both of them are getting raised. Disneyland is definitely getting raised. Yeah, they both, they both are, I think. They're both gonna get big refurbs. Um, so those are our basic opinions about Tomorrowland. So overall, if you're about, I already said Magic Kingdom over Disneyland, just for the simple fact that like, I think it's a little bit I think more that's spacious. Not even, that's not even a question. And then plus you have Sunny, yeah, and, I think, and Carousel of Progress Carousel and TTA. And TTA. And it does not outweigh like Nemo, which is cool. Which but. is cool, but again, like how often am I doing that? Yeah, I like TTA way more and than the, And the Slightly Bear Space. But I mean, overall, I would take the Magic Kingdom version over the Disneyland version any day. Yeah, that's not even a question for me. I think you're and absolutely right. pretty much the only one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so that is our basic views on Tomorrowland. Yeah, and I'm Tomorrowland. Sure So we have a question, one quick question from Mark Dibba, our friend over on Twitter, and he asks, what's the most overrated Walt Disney World attraction? And I'm going to... The most overrated the Walt most, Disney World attraction? The most overrated Walt Disney World attraction. I'm going like, to jump out on a, no Yeah, I'm going to jump out on a limb here. I'm going to have to say the most overrated one is Soren. If we're... It's a terrific attraction. I really, really love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think it's one of those attractions that people are sort of running to and their experience is over so quickly and they don't know what has just happened. And I, I'm not saying it's... I love it. It's one of my favorite attractions, but I do think it's vastly overrated for the short experience that you're getting. Uh-huh. You know, and I don't think... I, I don't think it's worth the... Potentially the longest wait you're ever going to have. At Disney World, I think it, between that and Midway Mania, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't think that it deserves quite the biggest hype. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it necessarily has that hype. I've said it before. I think it only gets that long queue wise because of the bad low time and that there's just nothing else in Epcot to do. Right. So, but, like, I don't know if that would be that popular had their, their other tracks been but great. The, and again, we're not discussing, like, yeah. my least a favorite, uh, favorite attraction, you know, my least yeah. favorite attraction or anything. We're talking most overrated. Yeah, but I mean, is it is it really like overrated? Do people really talk about how wonderful no, it is? Yes, they do. People talk about this like it's the holy grail of attractions, oh, and really, that? it's a movie. And you're, I mean, seat goes I love up it. Forty it feet great, in there, and great soundtrack. It is the soundtrack. The soundtrack above everything. It's the best part. Yes, I would say that. And the wind. But if they change the soundtrack, then the ride wouldn't be nearly as coveted. Yeah. You know, uh, but I, again, it is. It's totally overrated. People talk about this. Like, they want the Soren music played at their funeral. Like, that kind of, yeah. you know, thing. And I do like it, especially the, you know, the smells and all that, you know, fun stuff. And it's my first attraction at Epcot every time we rope drop it. So, yeah. I mean, that's saying something. But it is, it's it's overrated for sure. What's yours, Adam? Have you had a moment to think about that? I have. I'm kind of putting him on the spot. I have. I'm definitely put on the spot. But uh, I would 
I would gotta go with, uh, you already said it, but uh, Midway Mania. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, we skip it, because sometimes... We skip it We don't skip much. Rain. Yeah. But doing that rope drop to go on it, really not worth it. Well, it's not that fun. No. It's, it's fun. It's very fun. That's the it's thing. It's very fun. It hurts my hand. It's kind of a glorified video game. Yeah. That you spin around in. I it's like It's definitely it not worth the wait. I like it a lot. It's never, it's never worth the wait for me. No. I, I'm not going to wait more than... It's barely worth I'm not the wait fast more than 15 minutes, but to be honest, I don't wait more than 15 minutes for, any for anything. Traction. But it's not like I would wait if I had to. Like if there, if every trip to go on Space Mountain, we had to wait 45 minutes. Yeah, I would do it at least once. Of course, but I would never. If I had to wait 30 minutes to go on Toy Story and Midway every time, I wouldn't go on ever. Never. Yeah. After going on it a couple of times. I think you're right about that. Like, and we skip it, you know. And it, I mean, in terms of being like grossly popular. You well, know, we just go we go, to that park. We've gone a few trips where we don't go on it at all. No? Just because the old rope drop system at Hollywood Studios was just horrible, where they yeah, would, it was just too much of a stand. Where thing. they would do the little show and they'd lead you over there. People would run you over. Yeah, it to was get not. On that it was attraction. not fun. It was just too. It got too hyped. Yeah, I mean, it was just overhyped. Well, it is. It is really good. I think it it's is fun. Definitely, it's great. I it's mean, I think it's a great overrated. attraction. It's but definitely overrated. Is it? Is it two hour wait? No. 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 If you're going, is it a huge stampede of people trying to get on it, like and trying to grab fast passes and go? No. no. If you have little kids and you don't go to Disney World very often, it might be worth waiting in a little bit of line. But let me tell you, the new way that they're doing rope drop at Hollywood Studios does make it. If you're an early riser, it does make it a lot more accessible without having to stampede cast members or mm -hmm. other guests. You know. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to trying that new rope drop system when we go in October. I mean, a big part of it too is we don't want to waste a rope drop. But yeah, I don't want to waste a rope drop on a park that has nothing. only a couple of attractions that I even enjoy. Like you could almost remotely. walk on Rock yeah. and Roller Coaster during the night at like noon. Yeah, that park is just... <laughs> same thing as Tower Talk Tower. about a mess. Yeah. No, Tomorrowland's got nothing on yeah. Hollywood Studios. But anyhow, it's just overrated. I would raise that entire park. Overrated. Yeah, overrated. overrated. Goodbye, I, friends. I wouldn't be terribly upset if it was gone. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this ridiculous episode of the Disney Hipster Podcast. You can read our daily blog posts on DisneyHipsters.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DisneyHipsters. Or you could like us on Facebook because that never really hurt anybody. And if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, go ahead and do that too because that's really easy and it takes like two seconds. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.